Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. Oh, it's recording. For those of you that don't know, we're recording this on a different day because there was a bike chain incident. And me playing Breath of the Wild meant I wasn't going to stop for anything. So, which, which makes me happy because she shouldn't have to wait for me. My phone died. I couldn't tell her I was late. It was a real blip. I feel awful. Don't be. I did a labyrinth into which I said, why the fuck would I do the labyrinth? And I used Regali's Gale. I flew up to the top of the labyrinth and I just dropped down to the middle. <laughs> Dude, I did the labyrinth and everything first and I, did, I had to do it. I just got Regali's Gale. Yeah, no, I like got it and went to this labyrinth, just like bopped up, went in, got some like jewels, found like some rupees, and then I went and just got the orb and was like, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. Regali's Gale is making the game a lot easier. After after we're done, I'm going to go play a lot do more. Have, I'm, really, I'm really do you, do you have Mifa's whatever? No, because I've been too afraid to fight the Divine Beast. Oh, but I'm gonna go. For, um, I'm gonna go for more tonight. Uh, so like the way I like to play is just take a shit ton of bomb arrows with you, and then just like waterboard calamity Ganon, whatever, with like fucking bomb arrows, and you're done. Did you already kill him? No, but like whatever the divine beast calamity okay. dudes that are in him. No, I've beaten two. I've beaten two. This is a Breath of the Wild podcast. In case yeah. you're joining. This, yeah, uh, actually, I so I, I did the the spring of wisdom or whatever and there was like that dragon that was infected by him and i did that I, like flung up did, used uh oh yeah i have to shoot the eyes on him yeah i did that so i did that and i did the divine beast what one of them the one at um the hinto village i think yeah I don't rito i was like no that's H- hatiano or something hateno that's what i'm waiting for too yeah, but... we should introduce ourselves uh hi i'm jill and my name is Kelsey, and this is Deep Nutter, where we talk about nostalgia and murder because we like it. So I love it. I know my clients this week were like, "Oh, did you research a murder?" And I was like, "Hair flip." Actually, this week I'm on information, and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, like switching it up a bit, getting spicy." Ooh, yeah. Try to keep 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 it hot. Keep you guys interested. Yep. <laughs> so, what is the? We have a, a very special topic this week. What is our what's our topic, Jill? Uh, they're cute. They're furries. They're furbies. Yay! The coveted furby episode that we are the, recording. <laughs> the episode we talked about in season in episode one, and then we didn't actually have one. Yeah. Recorded. Yeah. Well, we had it recorded, but the audio was not awesome. So you're welcome. <laughs> it's a little Easter egg. So if you've made it this far, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming. And this is a fun one. This is a fun one. So, I, think, I think this was our favorite one. Well, it was my favorite one. Uh, it was one of my favorites, but also like one of my saddest because I did get my Furby from my mom's house. And then we discovered that it is like dead, like the the batteries don't work like it is toasted so he's sitting on a shelf in my room and his eyes won't fully close so he just looks like he's blitzed and so he's just sitting in the corner like kind of blitzed and i'm like yep checks out he's near a fake plant there you go so, and i think i think we learned you and i have the same toy yep same yeah. mcdonald's ones right well no the furby oh the mcfurby no a furby the furby the real one because they're all supposed to be unique, but I, you have a white one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I have a white one, so. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. It's racism. Well. <laughs> so, Furby showed up in our lives in 1988 when I was but the tender age of nine. Mm-hmm. By Tiger Electronics, which is now owned by Hasbro, because Hasbro owns the friggin' world. 
And for those of you like don't know what a Furby looks like, a Furby is kind of like a cross between if like an owl and a hamster were like smushed together and then put in like kind of an oval shape or original Furby is at least. Mm -hmm. So they have no arms. They have these like tiny little plush feet. And then most of them have like a little tuft of hair on the top of their head to make them extra cute. They kind of look like gremlins. Yeah, so they look like Mogwai, which is what Gizmo from Gremlins is. So Tiger Electronics actually tried to change the shape of the ear of Furby and like his face shape a bit just so he wouldn't look as much like a Mogwai. But they did get, uh, Hasbro ended up getting sued by Warner Brothers because Mogwais and Gremlins look so similar. Mm -hmm. So. The year that, like, I got a Furby, um, I got him from Santa, and Ooh. on Christmas Eve, my dad is, like, I guess, like, he, you know how parents in the 90s, like, low-key kind of like to torture us, like, slightly with, like, showing us weird things and, like, stuff that kind of, like, gave you a little bit of trauma as a kid, but, like, that's fun. But my dad made me watch Gremlins on Christmas Eve for the first time in my life because he deems it a Christmas movie. <laughs> Like Die Hard. And then, yeah, it's Die Hard. And so on Christmas, I woke up and whatever, we did our presents. And at the end, they're like, oh, there's one more present for you. And I was like, no way. What is it? And it was a gremlin, uh, not a gremlin, a Furby. And I just like was like, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And my dad was just like, eh. and my mom's like, do you know how fucking hard it was to get one of these goddamn toys? Like, that dynamic. Really sounds like it mirrors my my childhood household dynamic. <laughs> Are your parents divorced? No, they're still together. But my dad was oh. adamant. He was adamant in the in the upbringing of my sister and I that uh, he would mess with us yeah. unpar- unparalleled for his own humor. He'd be like, "Oh, this is a fork, but it was a spoon, like that shit." Yeah, a hundred percent. That's just nineties parenting. Yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> So at, like, their original release date, Furbies were around about, like, $35, but the price seemed to, like, really ebb and flow depending on the time of year. So at Christmas, obviously, the price was driven up. It was, like, around $100. They were a lot harder to find. Same with, uh, I think it was, like, three years ago, Hatchimals were really big, and they were kind Mm -hmm. of, they're another form of, like, an interactive pet, but they they were, like, off the charts to find. Like, I bought one. For my mom's friend and then that day also had to pay express postage to get it to like Kamloops because that's how bad she wanted one it was like a hundred and like eighty dollars tops with like the price of it and the express delivery for a package that big and how old are you when was that Hatchimal? Hatchimals was like three years ago I think uh-huh. like my mom's friend wanted it for her kid I think it was about three years ago oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In, like an interactive egg and then they broke out of the egg and you got like a different shaped one and it was like kind of cute is it weird that i want one now like kind of but i'd rather just have my real pet yeah like my real pet but they they do have unicorn llamas and i think that's kind of cute it's pretty cute it's like it says how tall will i grow like it's just gonna grow taller <laughs> four and a half feet tall just its neck yeah well neck and feet but Anyways, so Furbies all speak a, a secret language called Furbish, which I would assume is kind of similar to Simlish. Like it's just kind of made up. It has a rhyme and kind of a reason, but not Ooh. fully. So original Furbies knew around forty-two words, and all the newer models that are out now know way more because we have more technology, obviously. Yeah. So I picked some like few basic words that they'd say just like super easy ones because they have kind of sentences but i'm i was like who cares we want quick and easy so we can speak furbish to our friends yep so if a furby says do it's saying what if it says do da that means yes boo is no yeah and then if it says you it means, why won't you play with me? Which I thought was quite aggressive for it being one word. That's what we discussed before it was the you, like soldier, soldier Boy? Soldier you. Boy. You. Great that Soldier Boy. Drop the beat. So hey. really, that song was written about a Furby. 
It's about a Furby. I think so. He but likes like, it. Can you imagine being mad at somebody just being like, you. Well, I guess that makes sense. I it do does. Beautiful shit. He did it. We're having like your elephant unicorn moment, but we're having it about Furby language. Exclusive. This is an educational podcast. You can change where it is on like uh, ACAST. You can move it to educational now. So when Furbies were first created, they had eyes that kind of moved side to side and their mouth open and closed, as well as they had like a little lever under their bum. So it would push them up and down. So it would look like it was rocking back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. The little pad. And the, the mechanics were so good in the original Furby, you could like hear the motor moving when their eyes moved. It would be like. You're, you're a thousand correct. Like, yeah, that's so correct. And it is completely terrifying. Like, why weren't we more? I guess we weren't afraid of like motorized puppets because of like Disney and Jim Hansen, but still. <laughs> and every Furby, like, between their eyes has a little light sensor. So your Furbies reacted to, to light. So if you wanted them to go to bed, you could put them in a closet or you could like put your hand over their eyes and the sensor would pick up that was dark and the Furby would fall asleep, into which it would mimic like a snoring sound and then go to sleep. Yeah. Um, Furby also had to eat, so when he was hungry, uh, basically you just had to stick your finger in his mouth and push on his tongue, and he'd go, yum. Jill, you sound exactly like him. (laughs) Yum. And you would, like, sit there and just, like, push the Furby's tongue, and then when it was full, it would kind of get mad at you. Um, (laughs) you would know the fun things we did. So there are a lot of types of Furbies, which, like, I wasn't fully aware of. I remember, I know there's, like, a few different, like, styles, but there are a lot of them. So we started with, like, Furby Original, which was 1998, which is the, like, classic Furby, the one that we all had, the ones that all broke, like, half of them were defective, and they'd kind of, like, wig out and make terrifying noises, like, and... They remind me of, like, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, like, those weird mechanicals that are all, like, glitching out. I'm like, yeah, that's what a Furby was if you took its skin off. Oh, God. Then we moved into Furby Babies, which were basically smaller versions of Furby in 1999. But, like, why? (laughs) Because people will buy anything as long as it's cute. As long as we're producing a product. Hence the podcast. Hence a podcast, which introduced us to Shelby's in 2001. So Shelby's just kind of look like a clam. They're very reminiscent to me of that YouTube video of that, like, awkward shell. It was, like, super cute. I don't know if I saw that, but I'm Googling Shelby's and they look... I don't want one. Like a little fur clam. Yeah, it's oh. a fur Oh! <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> that came out wrong. And right. No, it's correct. It looks like a vagina. It's a yeah. happy vagina. <laughs> it's a happy vagina. I love this now. Now I want one. Now you want one. <laughs> yeah, my whole opinion just shifted a complete 180 in like a second. Well done. <laughs> Shelby's clocked out and were pretty popular because they didn't release a new Furby until 2005. And it was the emo Emototronic Furby. So basically, it was two times bigger than the original Furby, and it was a little more interactive. Don't send me that horrible picture of a Shelby. I have to. Oh, it's, I think I think that's it's what, so shifty looking. That's what my vagina looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Just shifty and pink. <laughs> Put that on my dating profile. Shifty and pink. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was inappropriate. Well, you know, this is a PG podcast, so watch out. Uh, Okay, so in in 2012, they released just Furby again, but this time they gave it LCD eyes, so it had like (laughs) eyes. It came with more personalities, and it also came with an app now. That doesn't sound like more personality, that sounds more scary. (laughs) They gave it eyes that move. Do you love it? No. No. Then they released Party Rocker Furby, sorry, Party Rockers with a Z in 2013. So these were the super wacky looking Furbies and they all had different eyes and mouths. And they were supposedly like the baby Furbies of generation generation one. So if you're to look at them, they look like they look like teenagers. Like they're all like kind of fucking weird looking and they're like a little too much. 
They look like what are like what are those called like moshi or moshi? They they just what? they look like if somebody took a fraggle and a balloon, blew them up, and then said, "Pick your favorite glasses from Party City." And yeah, that's, that's, it. that's it. Yeah, you're right. That's it. So they came with different names. So they were actually called Fuzzbee, Lovebee, Twitbee, Scoffbee, Nerdbee, and Whitbee. All right. Then we moved into Furblings, which came out the same year, and they were basically a smaller version. They were also really colorful, and then they had a very interactive app with them. So you could get one and then, like, register it and then play with it online. Furblings are beautiful. They're cute, right? Yeah, I'm looking at a rainbow one with star eyes and jewel ears. They're so extra. Like, I remember when... When Furby Generation 1 launched the second round of them, they came in, like, tiger print and Dalmatian print. And I thought that was, like, wild that you could get a tiger print Furby. And then you look at, like, Party Rocker Furby, and you're like, what? And you look at Furblings, and you're like, why was I excited about a tiger when this could have existed in my life? Yeah, no, the Furblings are gorgeous. Also, I see the tiger one, too. That's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. It is pretty fun. Furblings, though. Very, very, very cute. That same year, they released Furby Boom, which is basically a Furby you get that had a full-on interactive, like, on an app, and it was more like a Tamagotchi, so you kind of took care of it in a more interactive way than just, like, sticking your finger in its mouth to feed it and then putting a blanket over it to make it go to sleep. This one has, like, a wave pattern on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, the weird digital eyes. So in 2015, they released a special edition Furby called Furbaka, and it was basically if Furby and Chewbacca had a baby. So it's a Furby who's, like, kind of brown. He's got, like, the slung over gun <laughs> slash. He's adorable. I'm kind of upset I don't have one. So if anybody has a Furbaka, I would love to have it. Oh, my God. I really, really want one of these. I really do. This is This is the one thing that I would go and buy. Right? Like, I would pay good money to own a Furbaka just to have it. Not only is it crazy adorable, it is actually Star Wars. I think it is Star Wars merchandise. It is. No, it is Star Wars merchandise. They did a collaboration with Furby. Did they do more than just him? Because on a poster, I see like a Yoda one and a Darth Vader. I don't know if they actually did it, but they might have. I didn't really look much into that because i know they did some other collabs with a few things but they weren't as cool as for baka um i think they only did for baka anyways yoda one would be pretty cute that's a missed opportunity for furby to make a comeback and make a grogu why wouldn't you buy a child furby that little shit if they come out with one, I'm going to sue them. So put this podcast out before before they launch it, so I can I can claim rights. <laughs> I don't I don't think it works that way, but <laughs> I a hundred percent think it works that way. <laughs> I think that they can do what they want with their own intellectual slash creative rights. <laughs> no property. I trademark it now. All I right. save it. It's recorded. It's real. May <laughs> sixteen was the last time they launched a Furby was in 20, 2016, so it's called Furby Connect. This one's completely app-based, and it has, like, a little antenna. So if you go to the Furby website, it's basically like, get the app, be interactive. And I f- it's kind of like a Neopets-looking situation. It's like Tamagotchi Neopets. It looks exactly like a Neopet. Pets. Oh, um, speaking of which, quick interjection. Uh, one of the pages I follow on Facebook is, like, the Nostalgic 90s or whatever. And someone posted a picture of this thing and just said, there's a giant omelet. You approach and you, and you manage to grab a piece and it like showed like a bacon omelet they're running away with. And I was like, ah, oh my God. Vintage Neopets. I'm having like a, like a brain flashback. Uh, an account I follow on Instagram, Dates of YBR, posted like a funny TikTok where this girl like sits on her computer, like cracks her knuckles and like logs into Neopets and she like <laughs> adopts a kachink and then like like she looks like she's working really hard and then it keeps going to the screen and she's like going to the omelet to steal a piece and she's doing like the scratch card and like sneaking into the snow monsters and I was like, oh, this is hitting hard. 
I, you just opened portals in my brain that I never thought of. I have two Neopets tattooed on me. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I love and appreciate it, and I'm kind of sad that I don't. Like I say this constantly, I don't know my login, but oh, I look at my pets sometimes, and I'm like, rest in peace, because I have a kerchief named Padfoot, but I put an E on the end and two D's, I think, because I wanted to name him after Padfoot from Harry Potter. Fun fact. <laughs> I also named all my characters Cedric Diggory in most of my games, so. Yeah, I think mine were all named after emo bands. That checks out. Simple plan for. Oh my god. Um, also, this Furby Connect is really cute and has, like, the biggest over-exaggerated, glowy, colorful eyes, so they really upgraded on the digital eyes. It's super cute, but it also, like, it's so, it's cute in a way that I don't like it, much like I don't like the new T.Y. Beanie Babies, because they have those, like, giant bugged out eyes. Like, I like, like, a classic. Yeah, it's a little too much for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it, but I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's cooler it's than, cute. like, the, it's, 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 it's cuter than, like, the Tamagotchi animation eyeballs. Yeah. So Furby being like one of the first interactive kind of toys that was like a real life kind of virtual pet, it inspired a lot of other pets. So we have number one, my main boo, Poochie. Do you remember Poochie? It was like a little robotic dog. And I remember I wanted one so bad and it was like a hundred dollars. And my mom wouldn't buy it for me. I had to save up my Christmas money. And then she took me and my, me, me to get one. And my two friends had one. And we used to like make our, make them do like tricks and like eat their bones and like hang out together. We were obsessed with Poochie. Mm -hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had one. Do you, do you remember the early Britney Spears ads with him? Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah had a, oh, what the heck? I had a purple one. It was like silver and purple. And mm -hmm. I, I remember thinking like this is the evolution of toys like we're gonna have like full robot dogs and then i remember looking at like something on the internet or whatever of someone that made this like interactive way more interactive dog toy and i was convinced i was like i'm gonna get a yellow one and i'm gonna name it raichu and i was oh my gosh ready and i, I love dogs i love real dogs i love animals i have no idea why i thought this would be <laughs> my future with pets i oh still have a, a robot dog i can have a real dog i still don't have a robot dog i have a real dog <laughs> so. I, I don't have any dog <laughs> you got cats though yeah well speaking of cats they also came out with meowchi oh i didn't have that the interactive cat version and then from there we also got fur real friends which I Googled, when I when I Googled them, that sent me on like a wild ride because there was like a tiger and they kind of like were fuzzy plush toys, but they also like moved a bit. So it was kind of creepy, but also like uh, it's just basically like a Furby, Furby skin put on a Poochie because <laughs> Poochie was hard and like plastic, whereas Furby was furry. Um can't so meowchi doesn't look as cool as poochie no not at all i'm trying to look up for real friends it's like for real like f-u-r oh okay oh okay all right whatever it's a pun yeah they're like, like I never got one, but I think it's because I got Poochie and I had spent so much money on it. And then I was like low key kind of disappointed in it because I thought it would be like space dog. So cool. But the only thing it did was like sit and like spin around and walk and, and, walk. and I was like, oh, <laughs> but like, I think personally, when I look at these, like they're cute, like they look like. They look like the Furby Connects or the new Beanie Babies got like the really big shiny eyes. Uh, but I think like I think the draw for if, if you if I may, I think the draw for us was that the fact that Poochie and Meowchie looked like robots. That was so futuristic and like space age. Yeah, so right? cool. Like I don't 
I don't want a little teddy bear that looks like the teddy bear from AI. It looks like something that Xenon, the girl of the 21st century, would own. Exactly. Which, uh, like, Z- she's my idol. Zetus Lapidus. Zetus Lapidus. No, Zetus yeah. Lapidus. Yeah. I remember watching that on Disney Channel one time. Like, I think I was sick at home, and I'm like... <gasps> so you can't find that show anywhere, just, like, side side. Bart, you can't find that show anywhere, and a DVD is like ninety dollars, and I am fully ready to pay that. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'll just buy it. If Disney Channel doesn't put it on, I'll buy it. And if you know, you know. Ah, uh, if you know, you know. So Furbies were so popular, popping off. Who had to get involved? Honestly, our favorite clown, who's not Gacy, uh, it's Ronald McDonald. So they released a line of toys called the Mick Furby, and there's eight series of the toys with 10 styles in each series. So there's 80 toys in total of these little McDonald's Furbies. Wow. And I kid you not, I swear that I had every single one because I used... I, so, also sidebar, I'm a little bit spoiled, I guess. Um, so my mom used to take me in the morning. She'd drive me to my grandma's for daycare and she would stop at McDonald's if I was good and left the house on time. And she would get me, she'd get a coffee and I would get a, a Furby toy because I was trying to collect them all. And I, I, I swear to God, I had all of them. And then when I moved away, my box of toys got donated and I have never stopped thinking about it. Ah, harsh. I had all the toys, like dinosaurs. Like I had the dad and you would like squeeze air and he would like move his lunchbox. And I had like, not the baby. Like I had all the McDonald's toys. I also have three of them now because I've collected some. And also uh, one of my clients gave me one as a tip once. And uh, like, that was amazing. Five stars. What? Yeah. Sometimes my clients give me like weird things they find at like thrift stores or garage sales or they have. And I'm not mad about it at all. That's so cool. So they're up there with my like bug-eyed little like Furby on my shelf. They're all sitting together on one shelf in my room. So because McDonald's wasn't enough, obviously we have to bring Furby to the big screen. Mm-hmm. But it never made it to the big screen. But there is a movie called Furby Island, and it was released in <laughs> 2005. And it's about a girl and her family who travel to Furby Island because they're exploring and they find the Furbies and they need to save them because the evil Dr. Conquest is trying to take them. Oh. This movie looks atrocious, but you can watch it on YouTube. Like, it didn't make it to the screen. I'm interested. I'm so I interested. I watching it and then I'm still watching the circles, so I'm really busy. <laughs> Between Dude, Breath of the Wild and the Circle, I have no no spare time. Sorry. Breath of the Wild and Parks and Rec, and then because of our podcast, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I think I want to go buy some books and like read some books because I need to like verbalize better, enunciate better, communicate better. And I'm like, oh, oh. I thought you're talking about true crime books, and I was like, yeah. oh, you know, you're gonna buy like a dictionary. No, true crime books, correct? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So I was like, this is this is where I want to be. This is where I like being. This is where I want to be. Let's do it. Tara and I have lots, so if you need one, let me know. I got my shot. I got my we... second shot in July. I got lots of books, man. Nice. I just have books on art. I just have Disney erotica and murder. <laughs> you can borrow that if you want. You want to oh. borrow my Disney erotica? No. But I have this. You might want to borrow this. Oh, I have red glamour puss. God damn it. So. Furby popped off. It went crazy. So obviously when Furby first came out, they were like, what is this technology? And by they, I mean just like the world. Yeah. So the NSA got involved with Furby because it was a toy that was released that had technology that quote unquote could teach it to learn things. Yep. It has been debunked that, like, the original Furbies don't learn anything. They're just programmed to just do their thing, which is why, like, they can completely learn English. And if you reset it, it completely goes back to only knowing Furbish. Hmm. But they banned it from being on the property of the NSA, so you couldn't bring your Furby on. Uh, Like, number one, why are you going to the NSA with your Furby? That's weird. But they weren't allowed to bring it anywhere near there because they were afraid it's a spy device. Yep. Ironically, the new 
newest Furby, Furby Connect, you can activate it by Bluetooth and you can actually jailbreak and hack it to record things. So yeah, now Furby is a spy. Which is kind of ironic, because they were like, no way. I remember when I I had my Furby, and like you remember how big, like your Furby was a big deal. Like you getting a Furby, like I felt like the coolest kid on the block, and I was so upset I couldn't bring it to school with me. Yes, and you need to make like, sure it was so it's cool, happy and fed and alive, right? And it's like, it's like, uh, well, oh, I carried uh, it everywhere with me. It came yeah. everywhere with me. Like it sat in the car with me. It had to like go to sleep next to my bed. Like Furby had to be with me. Yep, just like well, it was like Tamagotchi, right? It was like our another way we are being educated on responsibility, I suppose. But I remember taking it on an airplane and the flight attendants panicking because they, they were like, you have to shut off all your electronic devices. And then they're and like, you can't shut it off. And I remember them just being like perplexed, like we have to take the batteries out. And my sister and I were like almost in tears. It will die. Yeah. And then my dad and my mom were like, it's just this toy, like whatever. And then the, the flight attendants in unison were like, okay, well. I I'll just keep it quiet, I guess. And like my sister, you're like, like rocking it. Well, yeah, and I think we like put it to sleep, like fed it a bunch, and put it like had it go to sleep, like covered it sensor or something. I don't know. It was a whole thing, but that moment where they were insisting we take the batteries that was very traumatic and heavy. Like, no, you're asking me to kill my child. Yeah, it was very like Simba and Scar. Like I I took such good care of that Furby. Like such good care, and then like flash forward to grade ten when they were like, "Here's a robotic baby." I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, <laughs> I already had to take care of a Furby when I was nine, and now yeah. like, "Here's an animal, uh, animatronic child that you have to look after for a weekend." Yeah, give it to a man. I already know. Are you kidding me? No. That I cried so much when I had that kid. Oh my I'm god! Glad. I'm so glad our school, my school, never did that. I cried and I cried and I wouldn't go to sleep and like I had to go to work and they had to program it to shut it down at certain times. I still have to bring it with me. So you're like a tool bag on the fucking sky train with my robot baby. Like, oh, I am so happy. My school, my high school had a lot of problems. Oh, my, but, but not, but not that they never gave me a robotic child. So, funny story about RoboChild. One of my friends in high school, she got the baby, and it was driving her nuts, and, like, the baby had a sensor in its neck, so, like, I guess this is a trigger warning, uh, but the baby was driving her nuts, so she just let its head drop back, and it recorded that, like, the baby's neck broke. Oh. She just in the closet for the weekend, and she, like, cared about her life, and then when she brought it back to school, they, like, checked it. And they were like, oh my god, what did, what did you do to this baby? And she's like, well, like, I didn't want to take care of it, so like, whatever. And they're like, well, what are you going to do if you have a real baby? And she's like, I'm gay. If I have a real baby, it will be very fucking planned. And they were like, oh. <laughs> Good for her. I Oh my god, because we were like, where's your baby? And she's like, that's in the closet. Like, whatever. But also, like, why, why are they sending... And like, Why again, don't you teach me or like teach people what birth control is and what a condom is instead of being like, why don't you learn to take care of a baby in case you have one? Well, Shout out to the school system. Yeah. And like, again, I we didn't have electronic babies at my school, but yeah. Why are you sending, okay, again, no experience with this. So maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But why are you sending young women home with babies? And And like you mentioned, not educating young men on like, consent young men oh on my consent God. and birth control and also women on birth control it goes both ways but you know like here's how you put on a condom here's birth control here's all these things here's how the life works they like taught us none of that we're like oh bo is gonna happen here's deodorant also here's a robo baby tight i had a furby when i was nine and i killed it that's all the experience i need my tamagotchi thrives son i'm gonna be great i dropped my tamagotchi in a river Oh, God, Kelsey, come on. Most traumatic day of my life. I'm going to rent you a robot baby. No. So, uh, in conclusion, <laughs> Furbies are the tips. Uh, they're super adorable. I'm sad mine's dead. They were made until 2016, which is wild. 
and like all in all terrifying and beautiful all at the same time because they still remind me of gremlins but i low-key love them excellent thank you that was my segment good job thank you um to follow up on the recording device in the Furbies. There was a January 13th, 1999 article from the <laughs> CBS News that quotes NASA saying, in this unclassified policy reminded employees personal audio equipment is forbidden. This includes toys such as Furbies. <laughs> oh my god. I have two like super good like kind of funny Furby facts. But I'm going to save them to the end just in case your case brings it down as hard as my cases usually do. Oh, no, mine. Well, not as bad, but you know. I feel like none of your cases will ever be as bad as the ones I like to pick, but I still like to be prepared. Like, just in case, I was like, I'm going to have two things ready just in case. Okay. So other than a bunch of like things on the internet about Furbies being spies when you and I uneducatedly will suggest the latter up until the Furby Connect. But Yo, Furby Connect sounds terrifying. Yeah. They should do a black mirror on Furby Connect. Trademark that too. This this episode's chock full of ideas. As I sit here with a full on pet camera in my house. It's I have a sticker over my webcam when we're not talking. I have a sticker on it. I, I have like this little camera or light ring for meetings and I usually block my camera with it when it's not, but eh, whatever. Okay. Okay. So for the Furby crimes, it's like way more fun. And also, yeah, whatever. Okay. So the third month, the 22nd day, 2012 Furby shooting testimony gets murder conviction overturned <laughs> what March 22nd Kentucky Supreme Court overturned the murder conviction on Thursday of a man accused of killing his girlfriend saying the trial testimony from a woman who had once seen him shoot a toy gremlin between the eyes had prejudiced the jury or sorry had prejudiced the jury against him Richard Gabbard was convicted of wanton murder in 2007 for the shooting and death of his longtime girlfriend michelle the previous year gabbard admitted he shot Kristoff, that's her last name but said it was an accident that occurred while he was cleaning his gun during this trial a prosecution witness named stacy little testified that four and a half years before the shooting she and her boyfriend had visited gabbard and Kristoff. Little testified that while the four sat around a picnic table drinking, Gabbard became annoyed by the noise from a Furby toy, which was in the middle of the table, and said he was going to blow the toy's brains out if it made that noise again, according to the court's <laughs> eight-page opinion on the case. And then the Furby was like, you! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the Furby, a once popular plush toy, talked, squealed squeezed and snored repeated any noise gabbard grabbed his pixel and pixel grabbed his phone <laughs> grabbed his pistol and fired at the toy which was just two feet away from his guest hitting it directly between the eyes right in the light sensor prosecutors said the incident was important and should be admitted as evidence because it demonstrated gabbard's skill with a gun as well as his hot temper and indifference to the safety of those around him since he was having a fucking dinner party and shot this toy. Who brings a gun to a dinner party? Americans. You bring a nice bottle of wine or classy alcohol, and if they don't drink, you bring a plant. Don't, or, don't ever bring or weed. Oh. Weed is cool. But <laughs> not for me, never. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> My mom knows. But the Kentucky Supreme Court disagreed, throwing out the conviction and ordering a new trial. We agree that the Furby incident implied that the appealant was competent in handling firing guns and less likely to have accidentally discharged the weapon. The court said in its unsigned opinion, the defense theory was that the gun malfunctioned, causing it to fire accidentally, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I think this guy sucks and he probably should have been convicted of murder. <laughs> like that poor Furby's just hanging out, sensing the light. The fire's probably throwing it off. Maybe they're having a dinner party. Like there's a candle, there's a fire. The light sensor's 
going ham. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Somebody shoots him. No, but first off, he he shot and murdered his girlfriend after that. That too. And they were like, well, because he shot a Furby directly between the eyes, he knew what he was doing, so he must have done it by accident. It, like, I know that's, I'm that's really... What, that's what that was. That's, that's what that was. I know I live in Canada, so guns are a little more, like, far and few between, but it still, like, is wild to me that you'd bring a gun to, like, a party, like a dinner party or whatever. And it's wild to me that in 2012, women still don't have the same rights as men. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's 2021 and we still don't. No. <laughs> Why would we? I'm busy taking care of my robo-baby. That's all I needed to learn in life. Woo! And a, man, a man will look after you. Low, glory days, a man. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, gross. All right, my second one. Furby assault. Ashley Timmer, 27, allegedly used toy to attack boyfriend. <laughs> My personal hero. I don't need pepper spray or keys between my knuckles when I go. I just bring, I, I carry my furry by his tuft. <laughs> We've heard everything from toy lightsaber to Swedish sausage being used. Why? Being used as an attack. Actually, I get it. That's good. If you have like good swinging. Yeah. Physics. I thought that was a euphemism for a dong. Maybe. Could be. A dildo would have the same like swinging effect depend like depending on how long it was. That's right. true. Right? It's good. It could be good. Uh, being used in an attack. But this furry weapon of choice may be the first. I am reading this directly from the HuffPost. According like to it. police in Pennsylvania, 27-year-old Ashley Timmer used a Furby toy to assault her live-in boyfriend during an altercation over Facebook, over a Facebook post on Wednesday. <laughs> The Moon Township resident was arrested and charged with a simple assault after the early morning incident. According to criminal complaint obtained with, by the smoking gun, two officers arrived at the house shared by Timmer and her boyfriend, William Lay, after receiving reports of a domestic dispute. Lay told the responding officers that, that Trimmer first threw the Furby toy at him, striking him on the right side of his face before lobbing a Sony PlayStation controller to the other side of his head. Dang, she, she's heated. Yeah. The, later, the latter injured lay, causing some bleeding. Uh, caused some bleeding, the reports say. In cases of domestic assault that result in injury, officers are required to make an arrest, no matter how minor the harm. Moon Police Chief Leo McCarthy revealed to the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Trimmer was released Wednesday after her mother posted a $2,000 bail. I'd like to so, be the person that had to pick the Furby up wearing gloves and put it in a plastic bag for evidence. So this is like nostalgic to myself growing up. We had like a playroom and I would play video games a lot and I wouldn't share with my sister because I thought me beating Spiral the Dragon was a really big deal. Yeah. We have, yeah, well, you know, it kind of is. We had those like uh blue like early remember when Bluetooth first came out? We're like, oh Bluetooth. So we had like very early Bluetooth Sony controllers. They didn't attach and it was amazing. It's like when we came out and I had to like go to the sensor kind of thing. Yeah. But this is way before that. And my sister hucked the controllers at me. And they broke and they never worked again. So that's kind of why I stopped playing video games. And I didn't want to get in trouble. So I was like, oh, I just don't want to play video games anymore. And then another incident where she hucked my little ponies at me like throwing stars. And they stuck out of the wall by their ears. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So very, this is a very 90s crime. Yeah. But it's in 2013. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like I could commit a similar crime as long as we were in this specific room of my house. That's fair. Yeah, your room is kind of like my playroom in the 90s. Yeah, I'm an adult and I have a playroom, except it's filled with, like, weird books and a sewing machine. And I'm like, ooh, getting crazy in here, guys. I like it. So, uh, five star amazing. I'm so glad nobody, like, well, somebody did. But, like... There wasn't a huge like kerfuffle in your like. Well, the the first one, the first one is terrible because like, I feel like, 
thought. <laughs> like that's just the darkest thing ever where they're like, you know what? We think you're innocent because you shot a Furby between the eyes. I'd be like, you're guilty because you have anger management issues and you you're shot a Furby between the eyes. You yeah, you're guilty because you shot a toy. Like, in aggressively. In front of people. Like, There's that's something like, called off-button batteries, another room, picking it up, moving it. Like That's also, like, a huge red flag. And I feel like there's probably a lot, as I speculate wildly, publicly, on something I'm going to upload to the internet. But I, there must have been, assumingly, a lot of, like, physical or emotional abuse that was public leading up to that because you don't just like go off the handle like that one time that dramatically i think that's some legally blonde nonsense uh dr kelsey signing out <laughs> i'm glad you're here yes uh i have are you ready for my fun facts to try and bring it up yes okay so when Furby was released, there was a challenge issued to the world called Hack Furby Challenge. Oh, God. And they offered a monetary prize for the first person that knew how, how to, like, hack and rewire a Furby. Uh, because there had been an issue when Talking Barney was released that he could be hacked, rewired, and made to say swear words. So they wanted <laughs> to make sure that that couldn't happen with Furby. I had one of those. Like... Do you remember Tickle Me Elmo and then somebody took like his fur off? Yes. And it was just like the creepiest thing in the world. Terrifying. Okay. Are you ready for the dumbest thing in the world? Yes. So when Furby was first made, they like Tiger Electronics and Hasbro were really worried that Furby looked like too cute, too girly, too feminine. Like they wanted the toy to appeal to not only little girls, but little boys. So, to make Furby more attractive, quote-unquote, and appealing to boys, they gave Furby the ability to burp and fart. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's, that's our standard for, like, boys' toys, quote-unquote, in the that's 90s. appealing to me now as a 33-year-old woman. Well, I remember, like, if you fed Furby too much, he'd belch, and then, or he'd, like, just let her rip, and then he'd, like, hey, 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 and you're like, oh, what the fuck, but it's because they wanted little boys to play with him. Maybe that's why I like the toy so much. Right? I look back to my childhood, and I'm like, I remember I used to hang out with, like, a girl who was literally two days younger than me, and she had an older brother, and I wanted to hang out with him more because he had, like, video games and cool toys. That's and like I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably why I liked Furby. My neighbor up the street had Batman toys, and I was like, let's go. My Barbies dated WWE wrestlers. And I know, your dad, your dad was cooler. And all I wanted to do was play video games. And they were like, why don't you go have a pretty princess dress? And I was like, oh, and here I am. <laughs> look how that worked. Here, here we are. Yeah, look how that worked for you guys. Solid marketing. But I feel, I feel like, too, that was, it's, it's that thing of like gender fluidity right like i don't have to explain that to you but they're yeah like the marketers were like girls pink princess whatever dirt and like they're like boys dirt mud farting burps well, and you and i were like we just want to play with the batman toy and like i can't speak for you but my mom was like that's for boys you can't have that so i just go up the street and play with jonathan's well like i got like an easy bake oven and then my cousin who's one year older than me and dude he got like a doctor something's like spooky edible science kit and then i got a dolly maker which was similar to an easy oven but you made like kind of toys out of like plastic and metal wiring in it and he got one that made bugs and i was well, like I why did... the fuck can't you make bugs so i i did have okay so it might okay another little side thing it could also be because you're an only child and i was the oldest because I have a younger sister. I think she's like a year and a half younger than me. And she loved like those like plastic gushy eyeballs and like stuff like that. And my mom was like, yeah, sure, you could have this. But I think because I was the firstborn, she was like, no, you're my first little girl. Girly shit, girly shit, girly shit, girly shit. And then when I yeah. didn't want the girly shit, she fought against it. But then when the she had my sister, she was kind of like a little bit more flexible. So like, God fucking damn it. And because you were the only child maybe your mom was doing the same thing but it was like a lot a little bit a little bit more i feel like it was more my grandma 
Like my mom yeah. and dad kind of let me be like like a fucking little whatever like dirt bag little baseball hat wearing kid but like my grandma i think because she had like a granddaughter and a grandson it was like this is the girl version and this is the boy version and that's just kind of like how it was to her like any clothing we got we got the same clothing except mine was frilly generational so like yeah whatever but i got to play with his shit at his house which was always like kind of fancy i was like ooh, boy toys nice (laughs) yeah burbies for everybody burbies they burp and they fart and they're beautiful, so they appeal to everybody. And they're overall just a great time. And if, like I said earlier, if anybody's got a furbaca, I am in the market. I'm in the market. A working furbaca. High five to all my ladies with furry, furby clowns. Oh my god, for clams. Shelby clams? Clams. Oh my god, I can't believe you called. Oh, never you gonna called look at one the same. You called it that. You said it that I could. I've recorded. You said it. No, you said it, and then you're like, "Oh, that came out wrong." But I oh, just supported. Yeah, it. but you claimed it was yours. Yeah, that's what I did. I did that about the pink one. Is there a blue one? That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> there probably is. I didn't look, but I'm sure there is. Okay, well, we did it. Another one bites the dust. Mm. A day Welcome later. to our, our flip-flop episode where I go first and you go second. And I just learned about throw pillow covers today. I'm still like astonished by the fact that you just learned that. I'm 33 and I learned I could buy covers for my throw pillows. My life has changed forever. Put your eyes down. Stop that. I have to hold my eye and my eyebrows up so high because I'm not allowed to blink because I'm just so astonished. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram at Deep Nerder, or if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or episode topics you want us to cover, you can do deepnerder at gmail.com. And as soon as I get that logged into my new phone, I can answer them if you send them. Because we like it. Thanks, Britt. Uh, our number one fan and only fan, Brit. Brit. Shout out. All right. Okay. Sayonara. Bye. Or you. 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 All right. We did it. Bye. <laughs>